Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 50. 
500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of The Anxiety Chicks. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. We're so excited to be here with you guys this week. We're so sorry that we missed last week, but the holiday weekend for Labor Day in the U.S. was busy for me and I think Taylor too, and just things kind of came crashing down a little bit in my practice. But we're here, and we are so excited because today we have an awesome – uh, topic for you guys. But before we get into our topic, um, how have you been doing, Taylor? Well, as you know from my text, uh, gliding on the brink of a mental breakdown. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for anyone right now who's planning a wedding or say a baby shower or just just any event, big life event right now, like I feel for you. I'm actually planning my wedding and it has just been chaos because Vendors want you to like s- sign the contracts and you're like, I don't even know if there's going to be a wedding. And yeah, it's just, uh, I feel so like I haven't top- had, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, so on top of literally like everything with work and what's going on with COVID and just like a lot of other things going on in your life, you're also planning a wedding. Well, it was like that. And then I traveled, like I flew by an airplane. So if any of you guys follow me, you know that um you traveled yeah you didn't know that no like by airplane by airplane i i had no idea oh my god this oh, is i thought a, i texted gonna... you that that's oh, why I'm i wanted sorry. to do this episode oh i must not have seen that you guys we're going to be talking about travel anxiety later this is why i my reaction is like this i know <gasps> i saw your face i was like what <laughs> yes but oh my yeah, gosh no okay. my i mean it's my it was my best friend's wedding so i we didn't know if it was going to get canceled or not. And so it just, you know, it didn't, it got canceled. So this was the wedding that got canceled in March. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it got rescheduled for September and she is just my best friend. So I was like, fear is not stealing my joy. Like I'm not, it's not happening. So, you know, I told myself like, I'm going the ho- the the hospital. Oh my gosh. No, the, <laughs> the no. airport <laughs> no. is taking every precaution they can. I'm taking every precaution I can. I'm doing I'm doing all I can. And that's what I told myself when I was like packing my bags. I was like I was like I'm giving this out of my hands. Like it's out of my hands. So, I did it and look, I'm here. It's been about eight when was Labor Day? I was like, like what? 2 weeks not ago. Not last week and the weekend before. Yeah. Yeah, and no COVID. So, oh my gosh. Wait. I am are you proud so of me? Impressed. Yes. I, I am didn't, so impressed. I didn't have a panic attack. And on the way, on the flight back, I was sitting next to my fiance and I was like looking up flights to like other places. I was like, I could do this. He was like, do you have a travel bug? And I was like, maybe, maybe I do. And I'm like, I, I literally sat on the plane and we'll get into this, but I was just like thinking to myself, I'm like, for so long, I lived in this fear of flying and it was a total control thing. It was because I don't have the ability to fly the plane and I'm giving that control to the pilot. So that is totally my own thing too. Yeah. And and we'll, we'll get into that, but I, yeah, that I'm so impressed. And I, because I always wonder if I would, cause to be honest, you guys, 
one of my biggest fears is actually flying. That's one of my biggest fears. I, I don't think I've flown in probably almost 10 years, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because as a child, I literally flew around the Same. world with my family a lot. Yes. Okay. Not around the world. We, I never left the country. I mean, not sorry. We well, we we did. We went to Italy once, and um, I studied abroad in college. So I lived in London for a little bit. But wow. I, oh my gosh, it was like whatever travel, awesome. I remember being really young and and buying new outfits for the plane. I was like, yay, a little girl. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to wear in the plane today? I'd buy like a new outfit. I just, you know, that's so funny weird. you say that. Like, I actually used to love as a kid air, uh, airports. Like I used to get so excited. Well, maybe because like the excitement was the trip, but something about being at the airport, like with the family, like going on the flight, I was fearless. Like, yeah. and what's funny yeah. is my brother was since a kid and, and he's like, he like has always kind of had anxiety. I mean, like he doesn't really anymore, but like he had the kid anxiety. And so uh, he would throw up and I would I, like this one time he was sitting by me and like he would ask the flight attendant over and over. Is this okay? Is it was that okay? Was that was that shaking okay? Oh my god! <laughs> and like one time, my parents weren't sitting by us, and he just like threw up everywhere, and was like, "It was I was dying oh laughing." God, that's like my worst nightmare on because a plane. I, I was fearless, so I was just shaking, laughing. Like, why is he so nervous? Like, I remember this um, vividly, and like my parents oh. had to come back there, and it was like I felt so bad for them because it was like their kid just, and of yeah. course, when he threw up, it was just all over himself. Of course. And I mean, it's like, and the poor kid, you know, a lot of kids poor like just kid. are scared. Yeah. When they grow up, they're scared. So sometimes they cry, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, but yeah. So, well, I guess we can just like dive into it. I mean, yeah. because this is such a good topic. And I, I, for anyone listening that struggles with travel, I mean, we're not just going to talk about flying because I also struggle with, and not that this is just about all of me, but I also actually struggle sometimes with long car rides. Um, and so I think that's more related to like my gut issues and my gut, like not being able to have a bathroom. Right. Because I sometimes get car sick and like, um, and I, and I feel like I just get anxiety if I'm, especially if I'm not driving the car about, you know, different thoughts on the highway. And I'm not sure if you get this at all, but just, you know, seeing yeah, seeing like Mack trucks pass me and just feeling like cars are going, you know, like it's just, it's crazy. Cause when you're in the car, you can imagine like so many things happening in that moment whenever, like you just, your brain can go crazy. Um, but I will tell you, it's, it's, it's really rare that I let anyone drive me anywhere. Really? Yeah. Like I, I love I love driving and I think that has to do with what you just said like I'm in control of the car yeah yeah no totally it's actually weird with like drive okay like I am like you I I prefer driving definitely like if we're gonna go anywhere like I'll drive right um but like I don't really get that anxiety um it's crazy because a, a, a car you're more likely to get into a crash than flying any day I know statistically isn't that crazy I- yeah, but there's something about cars where I don't know. I've never had that like panic. However, when I had panic disorder, I didn't like being alone. So okay. I did struggle a bit with driving. But you know what? So many people message me and they say they cannot drive on the highway. 
because they'll have a panic attack. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like I, most of the time when people message me, I can relate to everything they say, but the driving stuff is one thing I can't. And another person messaged me once and said they fear uh, having to throw up while driving. And that makes sense. Totally. I mean, that's, that's like probably a fear that they have, whether they're driving or not. Like it might no, be something. She said that, she said mostly with driving. Like she fears well, throwing up while driving and then like the action of like that happening and not being able to control the steering oh, wheel. Oh, and being right. And oh, I no. never thought of that, but well, that makes sense. Let me tell you something interesting that I think, and this is not like scientific, but I'm just saying thinking with my experience and my practice with who right. I the clients I've worked with, a lot of them that I have I've seen that have a, a phobia about driving or being a passenger or being in a car or anything like that has a major a lot of times high percentage of the times has had some type of like trauma with a car, either like a car accident, okay, wait, or something, what? yeah, or like so something that. So I no, this is I I haven't I did I actually did have an accident as a senior in high school that was very scary. So, but it's that connected with, um, my mom was the most anxious driver. So every time was, I was in the car, she is how I got, became very nervous. That makes so much sense. I still like hear her in my mind. I mean, she can't, and even now I, I rarely drive with her in the car now because I, I know that that's a trigger for me. And so she, yeah. Like, but guess what? The reason my mom was like that is because she got into a really bad car accident when she was a teenager. So can you- And literally almost- Can you explain what you mean by like anxious, she's an anxious driver, like road rage or like crazy driver or- Right. Okay. So imagine like I'm driving and she's in the passenger seat. If I get on a highway and I'm like, say I'm going to go pass a car on like- whatever, the left-hand lane, she will literally have a immediate response that's like, oh my God, watch out. Or, oh my gosh. Or, so it oh, creates- oh my God, you're wow. too close to this car. You're too close to this car. Or stay far, stay behind. She Now she, actually, the accident that she got into when she was younger, it happened because she, the person that was driving with her was too close to the car and they basically banged uh. into the front. So ever since I was younger, ever since even now, she gets so scared when someone is too close when she, someone that's driving is too close to the car in front of them. Wow, Allison. So it's, that makes it's, so it's, much sense. Yeah, it's this immediate like panic she has because I I know it's related to what she went through and that was a very traumatic experience for her. Um and then I had and then my my you know accident was um at like this huge intersection and I was going straight through a green light and someone had made a left into my front bumper. If I had driven like three more feet, they would have hit me and I literally would have died like on my pass on the, you know, the driver's seat. So, but there's, so I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not a lit again. This is not scientific. It's not like a study that happened, but I will say with my experience and working with people that have had these phobias about driving or driving themselves or being in a car have definitely had some type of trauma with a car. I mean, that makes so much sense because my mom actually, she was like more of a silent, anxious passenger, you know, like when, because I'm sure this started for you since you were 16 driving with your mom. 
everything was an induced uh, fear that wasn't there, you know? So in your head, everything is a fear and a trigger as you drive. You're like those, those words, like your mom was saying, continually go off in your head. Oh yeah. But they're not, but the fear isn't there. Right. No, exactly. Well, yeah. And then I think, I think also if there's people listening that, you know, you're just thinking, well, I didn't have this experience. It could also be if you're nervous driving or or in a car um, that maybe someone around you got into an accident or someone, you know, has experienced some type of trauma with a car accident or something like that. And that could also be kind of creating this fear. So, but it's really hard because honestly, with a phobia of driving, we I I don't see this as much in psycholo- as psychologists, um, you know, like people in my field and their specialties much m- much longer. I, I just haven't seen this in a while. I'll tell you what it is, but a lot of times with certain phobias, like the last episode we were talking about was like exposure therapy, right? right? With with Kimberly and how um, being exposed to your fears is what really you know methodically doing it with a therapist is what really helps heal you and and help you, treat you. With driving, it's like such a liability now if you go into a car with someone, and so it's like really? as a clinician, it's like well if you're going and you're treating them in a car, that can't like you're be a treating form of that therapy? fear. No, no, it that's what I mean. It it's so yes, it's like the therapist goes into the car with the client and like teaches them how to basically ERP, like exposure and resp- right. response prevention. I don't literally know anyone that does it. I don't know any psychologist that does it, honestly. If anyone knows, please contact me. I'd love to talk to that person. Um, because I know that that has happened in the past. I don't know if that's as common now. I don't really do that. Um, but I can't imagine why how that wouldn't work, but it would just be so scary to do that with someone who's in like such a pa- you know, like what if it I would you I would do like a parking lot. Yeah, Start yeah. Maybe that's like and, yeah. yeah. But not for like someone who is like okay, but like not on highways. Like highways is a huge thing for so many clients that I see that are scared of driving. It's like yeah. literally so much. So that's I don't know. So anyway, huh. it's crazy, but um there's a lot of other treatment too. It's not like that's the only thing. There's so much there's so many other ways to to help with with these types of fears. Um CBT is amazing, but anyway, contact me or email me if you guys or DM me if you guys want any more support and I'll try and help you. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So you've never really had this type well, of fear when you're in a car. The more like you've talked about the triggers you've seen, none of those have ever happened in my life. No one I know has been in a bad wreck. No one – just driving's always felt safe. You know what I mean? Like it's just always right. – and when I'm driving, it's for sure felt safe. Like I feel so in control of the road. Like I even feel like I could swerve out of things. Like for some reason, I just have confidence with driving. But even with flying my whole life, like I never had that anxiety until – I started getting anxiety. Like, well, okay, so I've had anxiety my whole life, but there was never a fear around flying until I feared my life. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Yes. Until like okay. mortality came yes. to thought. Yes. Fear right. of dying. Until you st- yes. Right. And until so you started. Yeah. I would say that was um 
Okay, so sophomore year of college, we went on a trip to Breckenridge. I was fine. Uh, junior year, I didn't go anywhere. That was when it was really bad. And then I didn't travel by a plane at all until two years ago when I went to San Francisco. And that was my oh first my time goodness. since sophomore year of college. So basically, I remember like, I, I even was like talking to my, this was when my page was like super small. And I was like, uh, posting all about I think if you scroll on my page, yes, actually, I need to find the post and repost it. I If you scroll on my page, you'll find like where I talked about like, getting on the plane for the first time. And like, I was updating people like as we were going and stuff. And like, I feel like that gave me support to do it to like, be like, okay, I'm, if I am telling people to be fearless, like I need to be fearless. And I remember like talking with my followers, like, yes, I made it through these panic attacks. But um, the one thing I hadn't done was face this fear flying, which was a, one of the biggest ones, because I also had an extreme irrational fear of blood clots and flying oh, okay. can increase your risk. Uh -huh. And so, <laughs> I mean, granted, I did fly with compression socks just in case. But um, yeah, I, I even right, took right. – so before going on this flight, I was updating everyone on my stories. And I even took a fear of flying class. And so here's some things oh I learned. Oh, my gosh. That might help all of you guys. Wait, can I ask you really quick this fear? Where did you take this class? What is I this? like Google searched it and it was this pilot who has been uh it's like his mission to like help people get past their he was a he was a pilot for like so long, been on like thousands of flights, like nothing ever happened to him and like anyways, he just he gets really into the science of how safe flying really is. Like just so oh you God. all know, like there's a million flights a day. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's honestly I knew that like there's so many. Yeah. When you open your eyes to like the statistics and sometimes statistics and like facts really help my anxiety. Like just yeah. you know. So uh turbulence is actually a good thing. It is the plane correcting itself. So it's like when you're driving and you hit a speed bump, we don't think anything of it. Like when you hit a pothole or something and your right. car what's your car do when you hit the pothole? I mean it shakes. It and shakes, it goes down and then up, but it corrects yeah. itself. And so the plane, right, yeah, yeah, when yeah. it when there's like a, a heavy cloud or just like something, like uh, it will do that to balance itself out. Also, a plane can fly without its engine and glide no. and land perfect. Yes, yes, it can glide and land perfectly without its engine. It can actually fly for a thousand miles. Okay. Or Wait, it's like a, a couple hundred miles or something. It's insane. Honestly, planes are, are amazing, Allison. Like we don't give, I think that there needs to be a class in school about it. Like, honestly, like the, the more I dove into like how safe flying is, it's crazy. It's in, I want to take in, this class. Yeah, no, you can even on YouTube, there's videos. You can type in like yeah. fear of flying help. And like there's pilots on there that are so kind. And I don't know if you know this. Oh, there's actually a girl on YouTube. She did a whole like journey on fear of flying. And she actually ended up like flying by herself to Thailand. And like when she first started flying again, yeah, she travels the world now. And when she start when she first started flying again, uh, she would have to, and this is completely okay. And like, if you have to do this, I think it gives your mind some like ease. You can ask to talk with the pilot. 
Like you can you can tell the flight attendant like, hey, I have really bad anxiety. And pilots and uh, flight attendants, they are prepped to help people with anxiety. They actually go through in flight attendant school, like panicked patient, uh, panicked flyers course. Oh my gosh. This yeah. Is so amazing. If you, if you talk with them, like they'll check in on you. Like they'll, I mean, they think about how many flights they do a day and like, they will literally take care of you. And the pilot will talk to you. Uh, the pilot actually showed this one girl, the whole front. I don't know if you can still do that now since nine 11, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, <sighs> There's really and I and there's more things I'm forgetting, but it's it's just insane how capable a plane is. Yeah. Well, so that actually that information actually does make me feel better. Right? Like it, it does. Yeah. And so when I first like, flew, I kept saying the facts in my head. If this engine blows out, I'm okay. Because these pilots, they go through simulations all the time for worst case scenarios. Right. My, it's so funny because when you're talking about turbulence, yeah, that's definitely, I oh. mean, I would think for a lot of people that's yes. listening who are afraid of flying, like for me, that is literally probably the scariest thing that, that happens now. I, I actually never cared when I was younger. I was like, Same. hey, well, reading my, no, reading Same. my uh, teen beat or whatever. Um, but like I, so the last time that I flew, which was to Florida, which is what from Philadelphia, that's like two and a half hours. It's seriously nothing. And the way there, I was like, okay, I was by myself. And so I went to the bar and (laughs) I had a couple glasses of wine and I felt good. I was like, yay, I'm going on vacation. This is fine. And I slept and I got there and it was okay. On the way home, I started feeling so panicked like the morning of I was flying home with my mom and dad because I had actually switched my fl- – I was flying home by myself originally, but I switched my flight because I was so anxious to be with my mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I need – I don't want to be by myself. So I switched it on purpose. This was like five years ago. I was like 35 or something. And um, and I remember – we went to this ice star that morning. Oh my gosh, we went to we went to like eat something before the flight at like four or something. And we get there. I'm like, now I had asked my doctor for Xanax. It's the only time I've ever taken Xanax. And I, well, I didn't ask her for Xanax. I actually asked her for something. She just gave me Xanax because um, I didn't really know a lot about these types of medications. Even though I'm a psychologist. I know some things. I don't know a lot of them. But I will say that's why I always ask my doctor to give me information about them. Now, back then, I was just like, please give me whatever you know is the best because I'm going to need it in such situation when I'm flying. I took two. And she said, only take one when you're feeling it. I took two and like it didn't work. The whole entire flight was the worst flight of my life. There was turbulence every single second. I was like in my mom's lap laying there. I was crying hysterically. It was like a very traumatic two and a half hours for me. And I haven't flown since. So I just looked up actually some of the uh, statistics. So your chances of dying on a plane are one in 11 million. Oh my gosh, 11 million. And guess how, what your chances are getting struck by lightning. Oh my gosh. One in 13,000. Oh my God. No. Yeah. And so get this. So uh, 
So the, the what commercial aircrafts go through before they're even allowed to be sold to airlines is their wing flexibility testing. So the plane's wings are, during testing, bent to almost 90-degree angles, and they don't snap. That just shows you, like, the wow. crazy stuff it can take. So, uh, yeah, it, it, this said exactly what I said because I was verifying what I said earlier. Uh, commercial planes can fly safely with just one engine and can land without any. No engine. They can land it safely. Like, they're trained to do that. Uh, it says turbulence isn't dangerous. There are ways uh, you can actually not, like, so if you're, like, tense on a plane, you're going to feel turbulence more. So, like, if you're, like, waiting for it to happen, you'll feel it oh more. My gosh, right, However, if right. you just sit there. So now when I so, – so going back to this flight from Labor Day, uh, when turbulence happened, I literally didn't panic at all or even, or even think twice about it. I was like, this is the plane doing its job. Thank you, plane. I even said that. I was like, good job, plane. I said that like, oh my in gosh, my head. This is, that's amazing. It, it's life-changing like for me. I mean, I know I'm going to go on a plane again. You can like, do it. I'm going to. I want I, I want to go too many places not to. Now, right now, it's easy not to go because no one's really traveling, at least overseas in, in the right, U.S. Right. Like, you can't yeah. really go anywhere. And that's actually why I want to fly. I want to go back to Europe. Like, I want to go uh, all different places. But, um, but like, I know I'm going to fly again. And I think that what you're saying, like, all of those facts – yeah. Are very, very good to have. And I love that you actually are saying all these because that's essentially literally what cognitive behavioral therapy is. Really? It's literally, it's taking the irrational thoughts that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and trying to dispute them by stating what's actually true. Every time that doesn't I have- mean. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, really quick. That doesn't mean that there's not like a 0.1% chance that like you could get in a plane crash. Yes. I mean, that could happen. But the reality of things when you look at the evidence is mm-hmm. that it is very, very unlikely. Yeah. I so, mean, you could ele- – uh, one in 11 million. So like we sometimes I have to like sit back and think of things. Like when I get into those intrusive thoughts and like I have to really look at – to me, the numbers help because – there are so many things that could go wrong every day. And if I let those control my day, I would I would probably be in a bunker under my house. Oh my gosh, seriously. Because there's too. a chance that I could that my builders didn't build my upstairs correctly and I'm gonna fall through the ceiling. I'm not sure. It's probably there's probably a good percentage and probably more than one in eleven million, let's be honest. Um yeah. so I mean you really have to, you really have to talk with yourself, and that's what I do a lot when I when I fly. Because my fiance, man, he he would probably hang on the wing and take off. Like he is just, uh, yeah. Like he he's that he's kind like of person. He, he feels the turbulence and he's like, "Whoa, roller coaster!" And I'm like, "Who are you? Like who? What? Like you know? It's stuff like that." And so, um, things that you can do uh, to start flying again, if you're listening to this, and like that's a really big one for you. Pick a row by the exit row. Do not pick an exit row seat. That's not that shouldn't be your job if you have anxiety. Um, and and but be close to it. And like before you get on the plane, talk with the air uh, the flight attendant. They are so kind. Like they they are yeah. trained to help an anxious parent uh, patients. Yeah, pa- I keep saying patients. They're not patients. Anyways, uh, <laughs> at the end of this 
fear of flying thing, there's five tips to overcoming fear of flying. I just found them. So number one is reflect. What scares you the most about flying? Once you understand the fear behind flying, it's easier to confront it. So like you, you said turbulence. And so like Mm -hmm. the next time you fly, when you feel the turbulence, you can go back and think, what is the fact behind this? The fact behind turbulence is it's the plane doing its job. This isn't Mm -hmm. a bad thing. It's funny. A a pilot uh, was actually on my plane because I think he had to get to another airport, maybe where he lives. And uh, he was sitting there and I was just like watching his facial, like his face. I mean, he had a mask on, but like seeing if like his head twitched or like looked up or anything, like when there was some turbulence, because my flight did have a pretty good amount of turbulence. It was a, I think there was a storm or something. He didn't, he didn't fidget once. Like that's how you know. so used to it. Yeah. And like, so, okay, here's number two, get informed. Flying is safer than any other mode of transportation. So I don't know if you know this, but do you know flying is safer than walking down your sidewalk? You know what? I did hear that once. No, it straight up is like the statistics. I did. (laughs) I'm like, think about how casually we walk down the sidewalk because we're in control, right? So like, it's it's crazy. And so number three, seek help. Information may quell your anxiety. For future help, seek cognitive behavior therapy or take a flight confidence course. So that's what I did. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And then and uh, number I'll do CBT. Oh. So, yes, I'll try CBT. it. On. I'll try. I've been trying it on myself. Uh, it's, number it four, learn coping techniques. Mindfulness exercise may reduce anxiety and help you manage fear before and during a flight. Number five, set yourself up for success. Book a seat over the wing for the least likelihood of a bumpy flight. Avoid excessive consumption of caffeine or alcohol. Do not try and drink alcohol to calm you down before a flight. (laughs) Bring distractions. Have a coloring book. Have a movie downloaded on your iPad. Like download the Wi-Fi. There's there's so many things now. Like you could even have like one of Allison's courses going on with the Wi-Fi connection in the air. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, exactly. Maybe you need to do healing. Maybe you need to do a fear do flying one that you can play. No, I actually, it's funny that you said that because I am in the process of doing a travel anxiety course. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. So stay tuned. I mean, it's in the works. We'll see how long it takes me. But right. uh, it's a lot of work. But yeah, I mean, those are such great tips. I think, you know, you listening might be like, okay, easier said than done, right? Like it's, yes, all of those tips are so amazing. But it really i think when it comes down to it it's like those types of those types of fears is like you just have to do it you like have you, to do it yeah you just have to go on the plane you have to do it have all of those things set you know all of those coping skills and coping mechanisms and not the alcohol believe me you guys no, when i said that before do please don't depend on alcohol or drugs for anything that helps okay that's not the way to go but um you know, the mindfulness and bringing, I, I will also say like, what items help you feel calm, right? right like maybe right. you have a weighted blanket that you can bring. I mean, yeah. it might be, don't take more than like 15 pounds or 10 pounds. That'll be <laughs> I was a, a heavy, they might see that as a luggage. <laughs> Man, like, put your weapon in the cargo. Yeah. Like your weighted blanket. Um, but no, I'm even thinking for me, like it's music. I love yeah. my music. I love my pie. I have podcasts ready Us. when I, when I, I mean, this, this is podcast. when I went. 
Yes, bring Play this, this you guys. podcast. Yes. Exactly. I mean, um, you know, I make sure I am so comfortable with what I'm wearing and yes. I you know, and this is like like the last time that I flew even though it was horrible. I did all these things and I survived it. And so this is all the stuff that I'm thinking about when I do go again. She's still here. I know. I'm still here and I know the things that I'm going to want to do. I'm going to want to be to the airport on time. Yep. I'm going to want you know, like I'm going to want to be even probably early so I don't have to rush. I'm going to get my magazines. I'm going to listen to my music. I mean, people have bring their laptops and watch TV now. You have Wi-Fi up there. I mean, there's so many different amazing items and things that you can do now to help you kind of get through those moments as coping tools. So, but really, you just have to do it. It's funny. Allison just said that. It's like, I remember that flight to San Francisco. I just had to do it. Like I didn't want to, but it was always good for me when there was something that was like mandatory. So like we were actually flying to see my fiance's family. So pretty mandatory. Like I had skipped so many family trips with them. Like it was to the point where I was just like, okay, this is embarrassing. Like they probably are like, does she hate us? Like I, but like, they didn't know the truth was that like, I would be like, oh, I'm too busy or like something. I mean, I missed Iceland, the Dominican Republic. I missed – they they went on so many trips that I did not attend um, throughout our six years of dating. But anyways, uh, I remember going to the airport to fly to San Francisco and I was just like, nope, nope, like this wasn't happening. And so, yeah, like you said, easier said than done about hearing all this. But what I did is I just like literally kept saying it to myself, all of these statistics. Like I – and it really did calm me and I had everything set up. So now I'm to the point, I did that flight. I, if y'all have been following me, I flew to Montana uh, in, when was that? February. Uh, and then I just did this last flight to Louisiana. And in November, I'm flying to LA actually. Um, but this last flight, fl- funny story. So I used to be the one I had to get to the airport an hour and a half early. Like there was a regimen to be able to fly like these last two flights uh, to San Francisco and Montana. Like I had a regimen, like it was strict. And like, if one thing was missed, like the panic probably would have set in, but I was like, I made a list, you know? And so it's funny this last time flying, like on the way there, I was a little, cause I hadn't flown since uh, February, but on the way there, I was a little like, okay, like COVID, this is crazy. Like all of this, like, you know, I was trying to be fearless, but on the inside was a little bit weak. And then on the, on the flight home, we actually missed our flight. We thought it was at 1 PM. Uh It was like, I didn't even have the, Uh (laughs) we were sprinting. Like this was so, and and what's funny is we were laughing. I was laughing. Oh, that's And like, we like actually had a good time out of it. And like, uh, Sometimes you just like, I let loose. I really did. And, uh, I let loose until he suggested we get a rental car and drive home. Um, yeah. Then I was like, no, we are making this standby. (laughs) So we actually got on standby for a flight later on in the day. We were number 16 on the standby. At one point he looks at me and he goes, all right, I'm going to get in this wheelchair and and you wheel (gasps) me to the front. And I go in no way. I go, do you know me? I have anxiety. You think I can lie? Sorry, I would God. I would start dying laughing wheeling him up there because he was oh, like we got on, we have right. to make the flight cuz the next flight was the next day. So oh, we would have no. had to sleep at the had airport. To... Oh jeez. So this was all stuff that would have caused severe anxiety for me back in the right. day. And right. so you know- Oh my God. That is, can I just tell you something so yeah. funny? When I remember when I was a kid and we'd be traveling, my dad, he um 
he in his in the work that he did, he traveled a lot for work. So I think he got a lot of like miles and stuff, which right. is where why we were able to go a lot of places. But I remember we did a handful of times when they would say they overbooked the plane and anyone that was able to kind of would get like a free something, right? You get like a free plane ticket or right. you get like a free hotel room somewhere. Yeah. Like it would get something. And my dad would like always do that. He'd always be like, okay, guys, we're going to get something for it. It's fine. Like we're going to do – and we would always stay like an extra night and I would be so excited. I'd be like, oh, my God, yay, vacation, extra night, awesome. And we like go to like the whatever hotel it was, like airport hotel and get – and it's so funny. I'm like thinking about that now. I'm like, oh, my God, I used to love that back then. Like I used to just be there and be like, oh, yay, more vacation, okay. I think and now you, you know what happened now. No, no. I really think that you just think that. But I think if you actually allowed yourself to get on that plane and like I think it takes a few times. I don't think your first flight you're gonna be like, oh, this is a piece of cake. You know, like I think right. you're gonna I think you're gonna go through it. You're gonna maybe question a little bit, like have be curious of some feelings because it's definitely a different feeling. And when you have anxiety, you're so in tune with your body that like the takeoff and stuff, it like, you know, there is an adjustment. Like you do feel like, Hey, Whoa, I'm in the air. Like I'm not on ground, whatever. But like, once you get, I would say it, the Montana flight, I was still a little, eh. And then this last flight, I was like, dude, I can do this. And then it became almost like, I'm fearless. I can do anything. Like I can fly any plane. I think that the one thing also that for anyone listening that it might be like, okay, well, anyway, I'll just say, cause I, I actually, I struggle with like vertigo a little bit. And so yeah. that's a very like phys- physiological response yes. to, you know, movement. And so that actually creates anxiety for me. So like, yes, I could get vertigo without just like it being on a plane or even in the passenger seat of a car. I've gotten vertigo and that actually is what induces my anxiety sometimes. So that's another part of being on a plane, like the movement of the plane. That is scary for me. So I think that's the turbulence. It goes back to it. Like that movement of it, I don't know when that ever is going to shift my vertigo and that's really scary for me because then I feel really nauseous. I feel just like so t- – I have a headache and just – I mean anyone that struggles with vertigo can probably relate, but it's just really hard to come out of it. And so again, if there's any way to avoid that, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. But I can't – there's not really anything that can like help with vertigo, at least that right. I know. If any of you guys know of anything that really helps I with do. vertigo, please. I do. I do. You do? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. What? So, Tell me. Uh, so one, have you ever gone and gotten the maneuver – no. I'll send you the I'll send you the link. It's a thing where that the chiropractor can do with your head and he shifts it a couple ways and it can literally heal oh. vertigo. Yeah. And so you need to be in check with your salt intake. Okay. Um you need to be extremely hydrated. And uh yeah, look into that procedure. It's not a procedure, okay. it's just Thanks. uh you can find yeah. like a vertigo specialist too. My dad had it extremely, extremely bad to where like we were worried like he was seeing pixels like he sees like pictures almost like it's it's a very oh, wow. and i and i think i struggled with some i think when you have anxiety you feel a sense of vertigo i got diagnosed with vertigo but it was definitely anxiety you know but i think you can feel some of that like on a boat feeling like the floor is kind of like dipping yes. a bit yeah i hate boats too so boats are definitely, I was about to say with, with flying, I think I read somewhere though, that it doesn't have that, uh, it it's calibrated as well as the ground. 
It's like it doesn't have the like boat. No. Um, like no. the wavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know how when you get off a cruise ship, you have that mm-hmm. like, woo. Yes. Like you're still it's not moving like that. even though you're. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know necessarily. I think it's vertigo because I've like researched it, but like, I don't know. It could just be the movement of it making me feel like, I don't know, like the inner ear. Uh, I don't know much Crystals. about that. But like the, the inner ear. Yeah. Like if you have like an imbalance in your inner ear and that can make you, I mean, all these different things that are going through my head, of course, having to do with like my health, right? Right. <laughs> like that's part of my anxiety is related to my health. So if I like think of all of these things, um, but again, it's not a it's not a reason not to do it. I mean, I'm still going to be okay, even if I get yeah. vertigo. Yeah, <laughs> like right? I'm still going to be okay. I'm still going to be alive. I'm going to actually come back from it. I've had it a couple times, and I'm alive, and I'm fine. So, you know, it goes back to that rational part of me. Like, I still doesn't mean I should not not do it. Right. You know, like why not? I, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. So well, I'll be okay. Conversation has really helped now. Now I want to book a trip somewhere. <laughs> you're Where like, you, you like text me tomorrow. You're like, hey, I'm leaving for Italy. We can't do our podcast. I'm I like, uh, bye guys. Don't think they'll let you in. <laughs> going, yeah, going. Okay, somewhere. Here, here's um, my thing, though. Here's my thing. I still have a little bit of leaving the country anxiety. I don't know. I I I'm, I've gotten. Listen, I've gotten down the four to five hour flight time. I'm a pro. Okay. Something about longer than five hours is still a lot for me to handle. So if my fiance asks me tomorrow if we can go to Australia, I probably won't say yes. But um, actually, I know I won't say yes. (laughs) But uh, I mean, but Australia is like 23 hours away from where we are. I mean, it's not just that stuff. You have to go for like 10 days or 15 days even like the jet lag everything i would love to honestly but it's just like realistically how expensive and like would you really go though if someone said if i said like hey i booked you a ticket like let's go if i had the money like all paid for it's all paid for and it was like two weeks you'd go like the time i i mean how could you say no to that i i could I, that's how bad it is. I think like, I there's... would make myself go of money. I'm staying in nice places, and like, I think I couldn't not. I think I had would have to say yes. I don't know how I would say no, but you're right. Like, irrationally, you that's would my be like, next. Why? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely yeah. the uh, last part of my fear of flying. Is like, I'm like, I think I've like put in my head, okay, I can do anything for four to five hours, right? But then something about like you telling me I have to get on a plane for 16 hours? Like, I don't know. I got to work through that one. And I don't even know what the fear is behind it. Well, I want to tell you, I can actually, now that I'm thinking about it, some of my fear also has to do with who I'm traveling with. Yeah. So I know people, like I, when I travel again, I know the type of person I'm going to be with. Yeah. I know the person's going to need to know about my anxiety. And it's not even just going to be about the plane. It's going to be the actual trip. Like if we oh, go yeah. to Italy, I'm going to need to be with someone who doesn't need me to get up at 6 a.m. and like go on tours for 18 hours and like <laughs> go out, um, you know, to like all of these places to eat a million meals. Like, I mean, Italy, of course. But, That's um, funny. But, but no, like, you know, like I, I know the type of trip that is going to – that I'm going to want to fly for that's going to be like 
just not on the go so much. And and the person that I'm going to be with is going to understand that, is going to understand if I do have some type of like an episode or I'm starting to get anxious that they'll be okay with like, you know, taking a chill pill and not having to be just doing everything all the time. So I think that's another piece of it. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Anyway, this has been a really amazing conversation for me, yeah. honestly. I feel so healed. And I'm so excited that I got to share with all of I you mean, guys. I, I, this is- I felt so excited to just share like – because mine was bad. It was bad. Like I didn't think I could fly. And so just sharing the knowledge of that there is those fear of flying classes out there that you do have resources. You don't have to be alone on the flight. Yeah. Like you – there's so many people that have your back with the airlines. Like they are so used to anxious flyers because there's so many people who like don't even have anxiety who panic about flying. Oh yeah, like oh, some yeah. people just it's just flying. My um my aunt who lives in California, well no she did she did fly that one time. She like no like almost will never and then i knew my sister's friend's mom also never flew i mean literally had to drive wherever she would go yeah. from like philadelphia even if it was like 20 hours oh my god just would never get on a plane <laughs> so you know it's listen it's not for the faint of heart sometimes but i think you know if anything you take from this episode just um know that if you're thinking about it Yeah. And you really want to travel and you're someone who wants to see the world or wants to see the country, wants to see the next state over. Who knows? You don't really have to fly there, but wants to see like the West Coast if you're on the East Coast. (laughs) Right. Um, Just do it. Yeah. I mean, and and really ask yourself, like I used to be invited on trips and like like I said with my fiance and I, I would always like tell myself I didn't want to go. Do you know what I mean? But it was yeah. really fear. Like I would be like, oh, really I, like, I don't even want to go there. Like, oh, I'm too busy. I have too much going on. But like when they would leave and go, I remember like at night being like, oh, I wish I was like, that looks fun. Like, but I let fear tell me I couldn't. And like, if I really dug behind the fear, I did really want to go. And I would have enjoyed it and had fun. Yeah. And I will say maybe, you know, if you're thinking about it, start with a flight that's like an hour. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. Start with like a flight that's that's really short. I mean, yes. and try, yeah, start there. And you know that, you know, like I could definitely do a flight that's an hour. Where's an hour from me? Like Charleston. I love Charleston, South Carolina. There I you could go. go to Charleston and fly there. Maybe that'll be my there. first trip. I love Charleston. Like a weekend trip um, or something. Yeah. Document it. There you go. People would exactly. love that. Exactly. Well, uh, this has been a good one. You guys, we have some great episodes coming up too. And, um, you know, we're still always open to any ideas that you guys have or any suggestions that you guys feel like you want us to talk about um, relating to anxiety. But I guess I will get to my um, tip of the week. And this kind of goes into what we were talking about a little bit, Uh, not specifically travel, well, maybe travel, but um, I want you guys to try and and make a goal for yourself to do something new every single week, okay? I am 
I decided to make that my goal because the seven day anxiety healing challenge is going on um, this week. And so I have like an amazing group of people that are, that are doing it this week. So if you guys are curious about what that is, just go to my Instagram or go to the anxiety healing school.com and you can sign up. Um, actually can't sign up yet, but I'm going to do another round of this, um, in November. So anyway, you pick a goal at the beginning of the week and mine is to try something new every week until the end of October. So I'm going to give it a deadline and then maybe I'll do it again, but I've decided I, in order to make it really specific, I wrote down a couple ideas. And I think I told you before, I want to buy a guitar and take guitar lessons. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll show you guys some of that <laughs> behind the scenes. I just always have wanted to try. I would try that. For I have, that footage. I have the worst voice, but like, I just love the guitar, sound of the guitar. So let's try that. I want to cook something new, like a brand new recipe. Um, I want to go – I want to try like a new trail that I haven't been on to hike So uh, somewhere around me. I want to um, go out to dinner by myself. So I want to maybe go somewhere to – and I, I mean like a new restaurant. Like I want to go to a new restaurant by myself and have dinner. Uh, those are like a couple of things. I, I can't remember some of the other things, but those are just some ideas. And so I want you guys to try and see if you can do – now. Some of the women or men listening that are parents with kids in virtual school might be like, oh my gosh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Not going to happen for another like five years of my life where I can have any time to myself. <laughs> so, but again, it doesn't just have to be by yourself. It could be something new with your kids or maybe a new game you guys haven't played before or just something new that gets you outside of your comfort zone. So that is my tip. I love it. And quote of, or yeah, this podcast quote. I can and I yes. will. I can and I will. I love that for today. You want to know something funny? <laughs> I walked in my room upstairs today and I have a I have like this sign where you can like switch out the quotes and on it it said you can, but like the light is I guess going out and so it's glitching and it kind of like illustrates my life right oh. now. It's like you can, but <laughs> yeah. maybe not. <laughs> maybe not at all. <laughs> It's like, I like walked in. So the lights are all off upstairs and all you could see was my uh, lit up sign that's like glitching. And it's like, you can, maybe not. Yeah. It's like, you, you, maybe not you today. Can't, 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 can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when you drive past a restaurant, and like two letters are out. <laughs> so you can, oh but maybe God. not some days. Yeah. You know, May, what? maybe, I maybe not. I will. I can and I will. I actually am going to use that for every new thing that I try each week. I can and I will. I can and I will. Thank you. Even if you don't believe it, like just say it. Like honestly, like I'm going to go on a run after this. I can and I will. So I'm going to do it. I mean, that's the power of affirmations, honestly. Right. You might not really believe a lot of what you're saying at first, but the more you tell yourself something, the more you start believing it. So heck yes. All right. Well, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in and. I am, like I said, go to the anxietyhealingschool.com to check out some anxiety healing courses. Um, Taylor, you have a new journal, right? Do you want to tell? Oh my gosh, I, I sent you a cute little box. Yours is in the mail. Oh my gosh, you're so you're gonna cute. Love I it. can't wait to post it. I can't wait it. for you to like look at it because we just talk so much about, you know, like we talk I'm so much do about it. it. Heck yes. I can't wait. Oh I'm my gosh, every day I wake it. up yeah. and I give myself 10 minutes to just go through each activity. Because like in it, you have to like color your stress, like 
wake up, color how your stress is. There's three questions in the morning, two questions to reflect at night. It has an hour by hour uh, schedule, symptoms you're feeling. You can track those, uh, affirmations you have to write down, things you're grateful for, uh, your meals oh, for the day, amazing. your activity, your water. I mean, there's like everything you would need in one. So it's just, it's my lifeline. So I'm so happy. I can't wait to try it. So yes, yeah. everybody check that out. And um, you, can again, take, you can take it to your therapist and like uh, it helps your therapist kind of see your week without you having to remember everything. So well, like no, that's, that's literally going to be amazing for my clients because that is kind of one of the first things in the first couple sessions that I asked yeah. them to do is to start writing things down and get, doing like a brain dump and just kind of keeping track of of their their emotions and stuff. And I think so um, many people don't do that. So we need an episode no. on, on journaling. Yes. Because yes. I used to be oh, like, oh, like that. that's, yeah. that's a joke, you know, no, until I journaling. got into it. And I'm like, oh my Done. gosh, this is so good. Done. Okay. Done. I love it. Okay. So yes. And then go to check us out at the anxiety healer and health underscore anxiety on Instagram. And we'll see you all next week. Happy healing. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.